Good morning. I'm Margaret Chandler, and I'm a senior at the Montgomery Academy, and I will be attending Wofford College this fall. When I was asked to speak for Youth Sunday, I began to think, what do I want to talk about, and how do I want to accomplish it? I began by picking a verse. Every morning, I receive a thought for the day from Camp Seafarer, where I was a camper for nine years, and where I worked last summer, and where I'll be working this summer. Tuesday, the thought for the day was a Bible verse, and it was Isaiah 54:10. I read this verse early in the morning, and it stuck with me throughout the whole day, and that's when I knew that this was the verse I was meant to choose for today. As crazy as it seems, in three and a half short months, I, along with the rest of the senior class, will be graduating high school and moving on to the next chapter in my life. We will all be going our different ways into our different schools. We will be faced with the challenges that come with going off to college and being on our own. One of the choices that we will have to make is whether or not we go to church on Sunday or if we join any of the religious organizations on campus. No matter what we decide to do, God will be with us through our highs and our lows. Isaiah 54.10 reminds us of that. This scripture also reminds us that our timing and God's timing are not the same. Thanks to the instant gratification from our cell phones, we have a tendency to want things to happen right away. That is not always the best choice for us. We may rush into something that we don't need to rush into because it makes us happy instantly. God will push us in the right direction at the right time. One of the many things that I have learned in this church is that we need our five lifelines. I have been a part of this congregation my whole life, therefore I have many lifelines. For the last six years, I have been in the youth group. I have been on one confirmation retreat, one youth choir tour, one international mission trip, one domestic mission trip, and six winter retreats. Out of all those 10 trips I have been on, my favorites have been confirmation retreat and winter retreat this past year, which was only a few short weeks ago. I have gained lifelong friendships and memories on those trips. My favorite memory from the confirmation retreat was going to the cross at Lake Junaluska and sitting there and waiting for my turn to play with Jack Allen, Jay Cooper, Robbie Plunkett, or one of the other chaperones. While we were there waiting for our turn, we were talking with our confirmation class, and this is when I really got the chance to know Leah Grace Borders, who is now one of my best friends. While we were up on the cross, I took a picture of the cross, and it was lit up, and now it's my wallpaper on my phone. So every time I turn my phone on, I see that cross, and it's just a gentle reminder that God is there and working so hard to push me in the right direction. Out of my two mission trip experiences, the one with the funniest memories was the middle school mission trip in 2016. For this mission trip, we went to Sunflower, Mississippi, where we did different types of construction work. Sunflower is in the middle of nowhere. The GPS took us through miles and miles and miles and miles of cornfields with the occasional catfish breeding pond to get to the church where we were staying that week. While we were driving through the cornfields, we were getting a little too rowdy and stir-crazy in the back of the bus. So we pulled over for a stretch break. When we were getting back on the bus, we were having trouble to get, getting the van door to close. Needless to say, this was the first time anyone had ever taken the black van somewhere. It took us a little bit to realize that there was an orange cord hanging down that needed to be in place for the door to close. This called for many orange cord calls when we got on and off the bus for the rest of the trip. Needless to say, we had a great time, and those are some memories that I won't forget. 
Along with the memories from the f these fun trips, I have made countless memories from my various small groups. This year, I've had the amazing opportunity to lead the Tuesday morning Bible study at the Chick-fil-A on Ann Street. This is just a short, quick devotion before school with the bonus of Chick-fil-A for breakfast, because who doesn't want Chick-fil-A for breakfast? <laughs> Without a doubt, I start every Tuesday with a smile. I drive some of the younger students to school from Chick-fil-A and they consistently make me laugh because they always have some story of something that happened to them that morning or within the past week. This is one of the things that if you'd asked me to do six years ago, I would have said no to. It took me six years to realize that God was calling me to spread his word this way. I currently serve on the youth leadership team, which I have been serving on since the ninth grade. As a youth leadership team member, I help come up with ideas for the winter retreat themes, ways to make the youth group better, and ways to get the youth more involved in the church. Over the past four years, the youth group has seen lots of change, and we have had our mountains shaken. The youth leadership team has been working very hard to make sure all of the change goes over well and that the changes are positive. Now, I want to challenge all of you to wait and trust God's timing. He always knows what is right for us at that exact moment. Thank you. Good morning. My name is Praetherian Hargrove. I'm a senior at Trinity Presbyterian School. I'll be graduating in May and attending Southern Methodist University in the fall to pursue my dreams of swimming in college and being a Mustang. I've grown up in this church and love everything about it. I was baptized here, went through confirmation class in the sixth grade, and have been active in the youth group and serve on the youth leadership team. Last Sunday, I was at church and Julian asked me if I would do a little speaking part this Sunday for Youth Sunday. I said, of course, I would love to, thinking the little speaking part would be the benediction, a prayer, or even a Bible verse. I texted her that afternoon asking what I needed to do for this Sunday. She texted back the sermon <laughs> for both services. After I thought about it for a while, the Bible verse Proverbs 3, 5 through 6 popped into my head. It says, trust in the Lord with all your heart and lean not on your own understandings. In all your ways submit to him and he will make your path straight. Sometimes it's not easy to trust in God when things aren't going your way. But we must believe in him all times, whether good or bad. He is the one person that is always there with us. One occasion, I had a really hard time with understanding what God's plan for me was this summer when I was 14 years old. My swim friends and I were training and preparing all summer for a swim meet in Nashville, Tennessee, the last week of July. We had trained all summer for the swim meet in order to qualify for the national team. Making this national team has been one of my highest goals in swimming. I had worked so hard and trained so hard for this meet, which built my confidence and everything was going to work out and be awesome. It was a three-day competition at the Vanderbilt University pool. My first event on the first day was the 200-meter freestyle. We, I was focused behind the blocks, ready to go. My heart felt like it was exploded. It was going to beat so fast. The officials blew his whistle. I stepped on the block. I heard the officials shout, take your mark. I took my mark. 
My hands clenched the front of the dive block, ready for the start of the horn. And then it happened. I flinched. I false started. I got disqualified from the event, and any hopes of making the national team ended with a flinch. I was heartbroken. I was devastated and disappointed. I have never been disappointed in myself than I was that day. I did not know God's plan. Now that I'm older, I have the opportunity to look back at that time. I understand why Christ allowed that disappointment to occur. Through that experience, I've learned to step off the block and see a flinch as not a setback, but as an opportunity to grow closer to him. That next weekend, after my swim meet, I was supposed to leave for the national team. The youth group had a trip to Dollywood, and I wasn't planning on going since I was prepared to leave with the national team. They begged me to come on the Dollywood trip, so I went. The next weekend, this, that weekend, I, had, I made some of the closest friends and the best memories that I would never trade. Like Proverbs 3, 5 through 6 says, Trust in God and lean not in your ways, but to know that God has a better plan for your life. Through that weekend with the youth group in Dollywood, I felt called to serve with the youth on the summer mission trip in Ecuador. That trip opened my eyes to life in a third world country. One, on one of our home visits, I will never forget that even though one of the family's walls were made of cardboard, their one mattress was on dirt floor, they still had the joy of welcoming us into their home and trusting God for their plan. Even though I was on the mission trip, I, even though I was on the mission trip, that family ministered to me and gave me a better understanding on how to lean on Christ through all situations. That trust I learned from the family helps me with my college search so I could let God take over and show me his path. I've learned, leaned on Proverbs, my youth group, and small group when I've faced difficulties, decisions on, on where I want to go to college. During that process, there were many ups and downs, but I knew that I should not lean on my own understandings, but that he has the path for me. Looking back on my college search, I cannot say that the path for SMU is better than I could ever hope and dream for. I need this church and the youth group to lean on through high school and especially these tough times. I would like to thank each and every one of you for your support in the church and especially the youth as we've grown from baptism to college. In the baptism service, I now understand the word said, we will surround this child with a community of love and forgiveness that they may grow in their trust of God, be found faithful in the service of others. We will pray for them, that they may be true disciples who walk in the way that lead to life. Thank you for surrounding us with the community of love, forgiveness, and teaching us to trust God in all situations. This church has prepared us to found faithful in our services to others. Thank you for praying for us. Through you, this church, we are prepared to go out and serve with the trust of God's plan and not on our own understandings. Thank you. Aren't you proud of our youth program, friends? <laughs> this past week, the church proper, that is the Church of Jesus Christ, who follows what we call the lectionary readings, have been looking at a section from Matthew's Gospel, the Sermon on the Mount. We're studying that here in, in our own congregation. 
And I love how Dr. Eugene Peterson uh, puts a particular set of verses, you're familiar with them, about salt and light. I've been thinking a lot about our, our youth, our student ministry. Dr. Eugene Peterson says it this way, let me tell you why you are here. You are here to be salt seasoning that brings out the God flavors of this earth. Here's another way to put it. You are here to be light, bringing out the God colors this world because God is not a secret to be kept. I cannot begin to imagine how many young lives have come through this amazing space. Through baptism, like Aya this morning, through confirmation, how many we have sent out into all corners of the world to season it, to bring flavor to life in the name of Jesus Christ, and to shed light into the dark places, reminding the world that we are never, ever alone. I am so proud to be the pastor of these students because they're so courageous. They're so courageous because they refuse to keep God's work happening in their lives. They refuse to keep it a secret. It's meant to be shed abroad. Our student ministry is not possible. It does not happen without some key folks like Allison Chandler, who coordinates all of our dozens and dozens of Sunday evening volunteers. She does that every week. We have 23 small groupers. We have 20 Sunday school teachers. We have two interns who are a vital part of our program. And Chandler, keep the train on the track, Anne, and we are so grateful for you and all that you do. As most of you know, we are, we're currently searching for our next youth director, our assistant director, but I hope that you can hear in their voices today and by their presence, their service and their witness that uh, our program is, is vibrant. It's on fire for Jesus Christ. Yeah, there's some challenges, but these students are showing us that they're not the church of tomorrow, they're the church of right now. And they're making a difference in all of our lives and everywhere they go because you've taught them how to be salt and how to be light. Throughout this, uh, this search process over the past six months and moving forward with candidates we will interview and, and long after we make a hire in the youth position up there, I have a set of goals for our youth program and I've shared them with every candidate. I'll continue to share them and I wanna share them with you right now. First, first, from the time that a student enters into our program in the sixth grade to the time that they graduate, I want them to know something about every book of the Bible or about every major section of the Bible. Part of that, yes, is memorization. We, we, we uh, instill those, those passages in their lives from a very early age. Elmo, the children's ministry does that. So part of it is memorization. But I want them to know something more about the totality of scripture. That from Genesis to Revelation, the letters of Paul, the gospels, the story of, of David and all of the kings, even Leviticus, it tells us about God's pursuit 
of the human life and how God is in love with us and wants to change our story. So I want our students to know something about Scripture from the time they come in to the time they end. I want them to know something about every, every section of Scripture. Second, I want our students involved in every aspect of the church life. Once our students are confirmed right here, they become full members of this church. Their voice, their influence, it's just as important as, as any adult. That they're in full membership, full connection, if you will, with this church. They have professed faith at that moment in Jesus Christ. They're a member of the family of God. They're a member of the local church. So I wonder, what does it look like beyond Youth Sunday to have our students leading worship? What does it look like to sit down with, with some of our students and say, where do you see God at, at work in our community and how can you lead us to join that dance with what God is doing? What does it look like to dream with our students? We need your voice and we will listen if you'll share it with us. Thirdly, I want to know our students, our ministry team, our clergy team, we want to know our students as well as their families know them. I want to know their fears and dreams. I want to know them by name. I want to know their aspirations. I want to know their college vision, the career goals. I want to know as much as I can know about these students from the time they come in as sixth graders so that when they stand uh, right here, they stand on Senior Recognition Sunday, they'll stand, they'll turn around, they'll face you. We get to a place where we feel like we're not letting you go, we're sending you out. We're sending you out as missionaries for Jesus Christ to change the world at Wofford, at SMU, wherever our students find themselves in life. That's the third thing. The fourth thing is, as Margaret alluded, I, I want our students to be able to name their five. Who are the five people outside one's nuclear family? Who are the five people you can call day or night and you know they'll be there for you? Who are the people who are pouring into your life, speaking into your life outside your nuclear family, who are shaping you into the disciple of Jesus Christ that you are and that you want to be? I can, I can tell you my five right now from when I was their age. A couple of them were Sunday school teachers, Sunday night work, workers, youth volunteers, coaches. So whether it's a teacher or a coach or a pastor or a pew pal, somebody they've been sitting with their whole life on the pew, who are the five people they can name right now who are making a difference in their life? And fifth, this is where we're really dreaming, and I want you to dream with us about this. If students will, will do these things, if they will come into the program and, and allow us to shape them into disciples of Jesus Christ and allow us to listen to them and, and us be shaped by their voices and by their influence, if they'll come into this program through worship and through study and through service, what does it look like if we sent them on a holy land trip to walk in the footsteps of Jesus Christ before we send them out into the mission field and let them go, what does that look like to dream that kind of dream for this student program? I'm telling you, they're game changers and they're world changers. Thank you, church, for teaching them how to be salt and light, to bring out the God flavors and the God colors of this world. Students, 
We love you. And we are so, so proud of you. Change the world for Jesus Christ.